Hello and welcome to Humans Beyond Resources, an HR podcast by Reverb where we cover topics from culture to compliance. Reverb believes that every decision a leader makes reverberates throughout the organization, from hiring your first employee to training your entire workforce. We believe in building healthy, inclusive cultures that engage your team. I'm your host, Sarah Wilkins. Joining me today is Shahana Banerjee, the co-founder of Just Human, the mission of humanizing the future of work. Shahana hosts the Mindful Leadership Podcast, and today she is speaking with us on how mindful leadership contributes to leaders making thoughtful and conscious decisions. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So let's dive into some questions. First, I just wanted to start by having you share a little bit more about you and the focus of your work. Sure, sure. So I've been a business and HR leader for 25 years now, seems like a lifetime. (laughs) And I've uh, been fortunate to have uh, fairly diverse experiences from, you know, different industries, so pharma, medical devices, technology, as well as consumer products in a wide variety of business contexts from startups to mergers and acquisitions, from, you know, large scale business and culture turnarounds to exponential growth kind of situations, each an adventure in its own right. (laughs) Yeah, And I've led and managed fairly large, diverse global teams who honestly have been my pride and joy over the years. And a couple of years ago, we essentially embarked on this new journey. So I left my role with Johnson & Johnson at the time and started our company Just Human with our purpose being to make work more meaningful, workplaces more human, and the world more equal. So that's kind of what we're all about. We essentially are a growth accelerator for our clients. We help you know your people and businesses thrive through human-centered, evidence-based people solutions. So that's a little bit of what we do. Typically, there are six areas that we focus on. So there's you know, culture and values. So essentially culture, business transformation, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do also work in um, enabling strategy. So all the building blocks that help you get from strategy to results, org design and agility, then leadership development and effectiveness, team synergy, as well as designing for equity and inclusion, which is essentially how do we debias processes and build leadership capability to turn positive intent into actual action. That's wonderful. Thank you. Um, Such important areas for businesses to focus on and bringing your expertise um, from your career to them is so valuable. So thank you. One of the things we talked about uh, was around, you know, mindful leadership. And last month I spoke to a new Aurora on our podcast about practicing mindfulness and leadership. Um, And when we talked, you shared, you know, a slightly different definition of mindful leadership. And I wanted to see if you could share how you describe mindful leadership. Yeah. So mindful leadership is really about connecting who we are to how we lead and translating our purpose into everyday actions that impact our business and our teams and help them thrive. So that for me is really the definition of mindful leadership. You know, think back to any leader that you've worked with, the best leaders you've worked with. And if you think about it, you might not really remember their tactics 
but you often remember the why, right? What they really stood for. And that I think is really what links back to mindful leadership as the context. And do you um, have any examples? You know, I think it's so great to think about leaders and other examples and how they figured out what they, their values are and like what the why um, behind that. Let me give you a bit of backstory in terms of how we came to mindful leadership, right? That might have maybe uh, some examples. So, you know, uh, we started doing listening labs a while ago. And essentially what we would do is we would invite people from different walks of life to come and talk to us about their day at work. A day when they felt alive on top of the world, felt a sense of achievement and accomplishment. A day when they felt fulfilled and felt inspired, right? And what were the factors that made it so? And we would also ask them the opposite, a day when, you know, it was soul crushing at work. And so people started sharing really intensely personal stories of triumphs and tragedies. But there was one underlying theme that came up repeatedly, and that was about leaders. It was about leaders who help people thrive and the leaders who don't. And as people started sharing about, you know, the leaders they trusted, you know, the ones who had their back, the ones who took a chance on them, the ones who, you know, always sort of stood up for them. And interestingly, they didn't talk about the tactics, right? They didn't talk about how they did performance management. They didn't talk about how they scheduled what at once. What they talked about is really what the leaders stood for and why they trusted them. And that was really about leadership at the core. So they talked about who the leaders were at their core. Even more interestingly, as we started having conversations with leaders who were really well-loved by their people, we expected to hear a lot of best practices coming from them, right? Because Mm -hmm. typically we are all tuned to really listen for best practices. But interestingly, what they talked about was their own journey of how they discovered who they wanted to be as a leader. And what they talked about had nothing to do with best practices and everything to do with discovering more of who they are and how they could bring that in how they lead. And so that started the journey for us saying that, okay, you know, maybe we've been focusing on the wrong things for a bit and maybe it's all about helping people discover who they are and how they can connect it to how they lead. So if you think of it, right, most of us just fall into leadership. You know, we rarely have the space or time or the opportunity to reflect on who we want to be as a leader and how, what is the impact we want to have on our team, right? And so think of it as, you know, as the headwinds increase, right, as the pressures on us increase, you know, we, it's increasingly more difficult to operate because, you know, it's, imagine it's like you become like a leaf in the wind, you know, with no anchor, no grounding, no consistency, no impact, you know? And so that's really what I think is critical. Leaders need an anchor. Leaders need an anchor. And the biggest, the greatest anchor we have is honestly our authenticity, which comes from having clarity of our purpose, clarity of values, and how we can translate them into, you know, actual actions. Yeah. And that leads me into kind of how, as a leader, can you step back and, you know, be more intentional about practicing mindful leadership and kind of getting to your clarity of purpose and your authenticity? Yeah. You know, I must share that even when we started our mindful leadership podcast, and you'll hear so many stories you know, from these leaders, what I think blew my mind 
is the fact that especially in times of conflict, especially in times of like the most pressure that they could have experienced, especially at crossroads, they were able to tap into who they are or their authenticity, to be able to mindfully take actions or make choices or make decisions that were consistent, right, with their identity, which I think is really the, the thing that makes us trust a leader, right? It's the kind of leader that we all want to work for, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, there are so many different ways of sort of developing that mindful leadership over time. And we certainly do a lot of that through specific techniques in our workshops and coaching. But I think if someone had to think about what's the first thing that you can start with, right? Mm -hmm. If you're starting today on the journey, I think it's really about reflection, right? It's about self-reflection and self-awareness. It's about asking yourself the questions, why did I become a leader, right? What is it that I want to do in terms of the impact I want to have? What does being for truly mean for me in terms of being a leader? Those are the kind of things that I think set us on a journey, being open to feedback, seeking feedback uh, so that, you know, you can really develop yourself. Not that you have to accept every piece of feedback that you get, <laughs> but I think it's about really understanding and crafting your core in a way that stands the test of time. I think that's kind of really uh, what we're trying to help leaders with. That's great. And that question you said of, about like reflecting on why you became a leader, I don't, I don't think many people will probably do that, right? Or I can't imagine, you know, at first, right, you're often, um, at least in a corporate career, it's like, okay, I'm going to get promoted. I'm going to keep making these steps because that's how you grow in your career. So I love that you pointed that question out. And I'm curious in all the talks that you've had, like, when did people really stop and kind of have that reflection moment? Because I can't, you know, I think early in your leadership or early in manage, you know, being a manager, that's probably not yeah. something you're thinking about. I think uh, you make a really good point. And I think for all the leaders that we talked to through this journey, there were points of inflection for each of them that led them to the next level of discovery. I mean, if I look at my own leadership journey as well, I mean, there are points that sort of make you stand up and reflect and say, oh, you know, well, <laughs> you know, question really why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that's the, I think that the key is the ability to discern whether a particular circumstance, you know, should sort of trigger that reflection for you and allowing that to happen. Because often we are in such a hurry. We are, you know, really busy. We think we are busy and effective, but honestly, mm -hmm. we're too busy to be effective right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that was even, you know, while we're talking about mindful leadership and then mindfulness, like that's a common thread, right? We're often in a very reactive mode yeah. um, because we are so busy. Um, and I like how you said we're really too busy to be effective um, because we're often just reacting versus having that time to reflect and, you know, um, make a thoughtful decision always. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you an example of, you know, one of our, uh, uh, leaders on the podcast. So her name is Sharice and she is uh, uh, she's only the third African-American woman to be a board certified orthopedic surgeon, right? An mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal leader. Yeah. But she talks about an example where she was actually in quite a difficult situation where a particular patient was abusive 
towards mm-hmm. her, did not want her to be, you know, the doctor in charge of his treatment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's easy to deal with that situation in anger, right? It is so easy to give in to your basic instincts of saying, okay, you know, this person doesn't want my help, (laughs) you know, too bad. But, you know, to deal with this situation with empathy and grace and to find your purpose and make sure that you're aligned to your purpose in dealing with this particular instance, right, is what sets the great leaders apart from the not. And in this particular situation, she still treated this individual after he agreed, right? It Mm -hmm. took him a bit, but he agreed to get treated. And then he was so thrilled with it that, you know, he wanted to introduce her to his family, wanted to invite invite her home and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think, (laughs) you know, empathy and grace can really go a long way. And in her world, right? The way that she defines her purpose to be of service, right? It comes through in this really difficult situation where almost any other path would have been easier to take than the one that she took. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that example. I know you have lots of data on, you know, why mindful leadership is so important to the success of leaders and teams, but, you know, I would love to hear a little bit more about that and why, why focus on it now? Yeah. I truly believe that we are at a tipping point. We are at the tipping point of the greatest leadership challenge of our times, honestly. You know, and I think there are three sort of indicators that I see that kind of lead me to that conclusion. The first is we know that uh, from, you know, Gallup survey, right, that leaders make the biggest difference, right? Leaders Mm -hmm. drive, you know, 70% of the variance in engagement, Right. Mm -hmm. However, when you look at, you know, a Deloitte survey, it talks about the fact that leaders aren't quite equipped for the future of work. They don't feel equipped. So they talk about 71 percent of leaders saying essentially that they don't feel equipped to deal with talent retention and more than half don't feel equipped to deal with workload and performance challenges of the future. So that should give us pause, right? Because organizations are not perhaps investing enough in helping leaders get to that point. The second indicator is that leaders unintentionally are causing burnout and they are burning out themselves. Mm -hmm. So we all know the stats on burnout, so I won't sort of go into that. But if you think of the Gallup study in 2022, right? They talk about the five key reasons of employee burnout. And there's only one underlying theme of the five, which is essentially the leader. Yeah. So that should again give us pause. But the flip side of the coin is that a DDI survey actually talks about the fact that 60% of leaders report being burnout, right? So Mm -hmm. you have this really complex dynamic where employees are burning out, leaders are burning out, and there isn't enough support for either right? Mm -hmm. And then to cap it all off, you have the third issue, which is that I think the pandemic caused a collective epiphany of what's truly important, right? Mm -hmm. People are on a quest for flexibility and autonomy, right? And to add to that, the fact is that, you know, uh, as our work 
and home, you know, truly blurred <laughs> across the lines, right? You know, work-life integration became more of the norm. Now that means that we need the kind of leader who's able to actually embrace the complexity of the whole human at work if we have to help them be at their best and thrive, right? Mm -hmm. And people therefore are expecting more and are willing to tolerate less from their leaders, you know, due to this collective epiphany from the pandemic. To add to that, you have a global epidemic of loneliness. You have globally rising levels on, of unhappiness. And you have the most significant amount of collective grief that we have ever seen, right? At one mm -hmm. go through the pandemic. And to top it all off, you still have the effects of war and inflation and economic uncertainty and so many other black swan events which are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so people are facing such high headwinds, right? In terms of just being able to do what they can at work. You have to have the leaders who have the empathy, the grace, and a strong core to be able to help them navigate through this journey, which is why I think it is so critical today to really look at leaders who have grown in their leadership or evolved to a place where they are truly mindful leaders. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, we All of that <laughs> together, right, is so... Um stressful to think about. And, you know, there is so much on leaders. Um, and we've talked a lot about, you know, what a leader can do, but I kind of want to ask now, what do you think organizations can do to support their leaders in developing these skills? Um, you know, with burnout, it it's hard to get people to focus on other things or maybe slow down and, you know, reprioritize, but yeah, what can organizations do to support leaders in developing these skills? I think the challenge we have is that organizations often tend to go for the band-aid solutions, right? Mm -hmm. So if people are facing burnout, let's, you know, have more EAP available, let's have employee assistance programs, let's have counseling, let's take a mental health day, because that's the answer <laughs> to burnout. <laughs> it's really not, right? No. Like, yes, you can take breaks and yes, you can do all of that. But that's not the answer. If the reason for burnout for people is really, you know, uh, the common underlying link is the leader and the workload, then the answer doesn't lie in trying to do mental health days and uh, providing EAP services. So mm -hmm. till we address the actual reasons for burnout, we are never going to be able to have a place without burnout. And, you know, uh, certainly organizations forcing their people back into the office isn't helping the burnout no. situation either, right? Without a reason, I might add. So I think there's definitely organizations, what they can do is focus, I think, on the key aspects. You know, one of the things we talk about a lot is that when you think of teams, right? And if you have to think about inspired teams, we tend to only look at the work aspect of teams quite often. But if you think of it, you know, you have to look at work, collaboration and cohesion, which are three, you know, legs of the three-legged stool. Mm -hmm. And how do you take an integrated approach to building inspired teams is really, I think, at the heart of the solution for, you know, uh, organizations to prevent burnout of the future. But also 
parallelly train their leaders to be mindful leaders so that they are able to have much more empathy and grace, but also much more of a coaching approach to helping mm-hmm. their people thrive. Yeah, I love the coaching approach for managers. So much good information today in this. Um, And I'm wondering, you know, what final parting thoughts would you like to leave with our listeners if they would take, you know, one or two things away? um, What would you have them think about or do today? I think I'd say that, you know, if you are the kind of leader who wants to, if you want to be an inspiring leader or the kind of inspiring leader your team truly deserves, then I think mindful leadership is for you. And it all starts with knowing who you really are. That's a great way to end it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Humans Beyond Resources. Visit ReverbPeople.com to find free resources, subscribe to our newsletter, and connect with our team. If you haven't already, subscribe to stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes. We look forward to having you as part of our community. Mm -hmm.